0: Okay, here we are back again on the Deep Three podcast. I'm joined today by Mr. Cameron Brown. Cameron, thank you for being here today.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Jimmy. I appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah, we're looking forward to uh, some church league basketball. Uh, so yes, I want to get sir. you on and talk about that. And uh, we'll get to that in a little bit and a few other things. Talk about some golf. Uh, talk about being dads maybe a little bit. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can give me all the wisdom that I need about being a dad, right? <laughs> Right, we'll yeah, see, we'll see. <laughs> how it's going to go. <laughs> we'll see that in a few minutes, but uh, Cameron, just maybe introduce yourself, talk a little bit about, about your uh, background, and then we'll jump in here.
1: Okay, yeah, sounds good. So um, as you know, I've lived around here my whole life. Um, graduated from good old Fourbush High School in 2015, and uh, since then I've had a little bit of a journey. Uh, my family is pretty deep-rooted in this area. Uh, my grandpa was an EMT uh, for about 21 years in the Yakin County Rescue Squad, he's um, been on the board of com- County Commissioners as well for quite some time. He's still on the Rescue Squad board, so I've got some pretty deep roots in the in the community. Um, but uh, me myself right now, um, I've started up my own business, uh, doing some golf club work for nice. the do it for a couple of the courses around here, for uh, solid Run and Country Club. Both the other guys had me do some club work for them, uh, doing that and then just. Uh, doing some selling some clubs, so uh I know you've been getting into playing a little bit of a golf on well, the bunny hop tour. I played, so. yeah, the bunny hop
0: tour, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a very short season for me, but I have played a couple of weeks out of the last three, so it's not bad. So Right, yeah. so whenever you get
1: ready to upgrade those clubs, you know who to come to? Okay, yeah, if,
0: yeah I feel like i get to a point where I'm, uh my game is worth getting new clubs or, or better clubs. I'll hit you up for sure. That sounds good, but that's pretty much where I'm at in my life right now, other than like uh, you handed out there being a father, a new father. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, we, we won't waste time. We're going to jump right in uh, to the deep three. We were talking about these questions actually right before we were uh, going on to record. So, um, you know, we both really, really love sports. You're repping your D-Wade uh, Miami Vice uh, shirt today. Love that. Uh, so, what is your favorite sports memory and i know we already said it's so hard to narrow it down to one so if you need to do a couple that's no problem so what would you say is your favorite or a couple of your favorites
1: yeah and it's, it's definitely hard to narrow it down and uh being a big fan of multiple sports makes it harder and having played multiple sports myself but um i think i gotta go with like kind of like what we were talking about right before we came on is uh as you know, as we both are, pretty diehard Carolina fans. Right. Um, right. The 2016 season ended with a pretty tragic, heartbreaking uh, buzzer beater there in the national championship game. And then probably the low of that going from there up to the high of watching them win the national championship in 2017. Um, and even all the way back to 2016, that incredible shot that Marcus Page hit. Oh, yeah. Right before the double clutch. The double clutch three? three-pointer over somebody yeah. who had tripped in front of them like, Still, he, he's probably one of my favorite Carolina point guards to ever do
0: it. Oh man, he he's so smooth that left handed shot, and then that that shot was unbelievable. And that just, I hate it for him. That's kind of how his career yeah. at Carolina yeah. uh, ended. But I yeah, know. for those guys to come back that following season and uh, and get it done, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, watch, watching Marcus Page is actually what inspired me to learn to shoot
1: left handed because I, I know you've seen oh yeah. I can I can shoot both hands right. And Mar- Marcus
0: Page is what inspired me to do that. I've always thought, man, left left handed people shooting, hitting a, a a baseball, swinging a golf club, just I don't know, it just looks so much more fluid. It. it just had a different look to it. So that that that's cool. And Marcus is definitely one of my favorites. So who was who was your favorite on the team the following year with him being gone? Like did you have a favorite player from that season? Probably Joe Bay. Junkyard dog, man. Just tough, his nails. Crazy I don't know if you just saw he just Retired from basketball. He's yeah. given up playing. I saw um, that. He's, so. he's got a
1: couple other endeavors going, though, I think. Yeah. Um, something, but, yeah, definitely uh, Joe He He's a scrappy, scrappy yeah. player. He was, like you said, junkyard dog. He was yeah. greedy as they come.
0: I liked, uh, I mean, Justin Jackson, one of my favorites, and he finally kind of put it together that season. How was that little floater, uh, little baseline floater he could shoot, and then he actually started hitting his threes that year. So, uh, And then he got... Uh, the dunk on the breakaway to kind of finish things off there. Um, yeah. Funny story, I might have told on you something, even on the podcast before, but uh, we had I had some friends over watching that the Final Four game against Oregon uh, that year, and <laughs> we're watching on probably like an app or something, you know, screaming it to the TV. Right. So uh, if my wife could care less about sports. That's just the way it is. <laughs> uh, so, but she had uh, stuff set up on her phone, like getting updates and whatnot. She's like. Oh, Carolina won. She just kind of yelled it out. But On our TV, I think it was Joel Berry was still at the foul line. That was pretty the right. game was not over <laughs> yet. So I guess there was some relief in that, but also a little bit upset that that's how we found out that they won the game. It ruined the moment for so, you. But at least she said that they won, right? She could have said they lost. That would have been terrible.
1: So so I've, I've got a, a relatable story, funny story off of that. I was actually um, at prom at the time (laughs) oh wow that game yeah yeah so i had actually walked out they had it on tv a bunch of the uh chaperones at the prom had it on a tv out there in the lobby of uh because that for me to run right you know so they had it out there in the little lobby waiting area, or whatever they were watching the game (laughs) and i actually broke away from came out there and the girl that i was with at the time because she's like what are you doing i was like Carolina's playing. I was like, they're at the free throw ball like this, this, and this. She just walked away. (laughs) She didn't even ask any (laughs) other questions. (laughs) She was walking. That was the end of it. But it was a, uh, it was a note-biter. And that game, uh, that championship game was absolutely not guaranteed. No, no. Nothing's down to the wire. It was a gritty game.
0: I had, uh, 2005, uh, went to UNC Mm -hmm. and then had um, a couple friends who went there get married in um, 2005. And they got married on the evening of the Final Four game. So, like, almost everybody at the wedding was at Tar Heels. So, I feel like you can imagine I everybody's, so. like, glued to the TV during the whole <laughs> reception. So, that was a fun time. And we're leaving to go to another friend's uh, place to watch the rest of the game. But Definitely. Uh, good memories watching Carolina basketball, for sure. So, uh, any other memory, sports memories you can think of? I mean, just a ton. A ton I mean, a ton
1: of memories playing wide ball. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many. There's so many. But uh probably watching you uh go out there and dot people's eyes from about ten ten feet behind the three point
0: line. I just tell people that's what you gotta do when you're uh older and slower and shorter. You gotta shoot from deep. So when you got the handles like you have, you don't need the
1: you don't even need the jump shot. Yeah,
0: I don't know about City. that. <laughs> Good times at the Y for sure. We could talk about Y Wall for a for a long time. Oh, absolutely. For really- sure. Uh but we'll move on to our next question. Thinking about uh culture, so whatever it may be a song, a TV show, a food, a restaurant, whatever it is, uh, what's something you can't get enough of right now?
1: So really, for me right now, it's just music in general, man. I, like I'm, I'm really, my whole family and and myself, really deep rooted in music, and. I don't know if you knew this or not, I've uh, I've posted it a little bit on my social medias and got a little bit of a following in that, but I've actually started writing and playing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I, I have, think I have seen at right, least one yeah. song
0: out there, so yeah, can talk to us about that a little bit. Yeah,
1: so I, I just go out and um, I've started a couple different places. What got me started um, playing was I've got a, a buddy named James Maxfield. He, he's a local guy who lives over in Hampton, Dolphah Hoots Road, and um, I actually found him through where I was working at Wells Fargo. And he came through the drive through and um, the lady I was working with, her son works for him. Well, he had a Gibson hat on. Okay. And I said, man, I like your hat a lot. And yeah. he said, what well, do you play? I said, yeah, I play guitar, and I sing a little bit, write a couple songs. So I ended up getting his number through that, and I got uh, up with him, and I go to his house. And just, he's like, oh, back here is where we play. I walk in, he has like a $20,000 recording studio set up. Wow. In a back bedroom of his house. Like soundproofed and everything. It was legit. Wow. um, He invited me to come play. Uh, He does like uh, just uh, volunteers at uh, Clemens Village, the nursing home. And he Mm -hmm. goes over there and plays uh, for the nursing home residents and their families or what they'd allow for us to go over there and play for them um because it it was limited how many people we do due to the the pandemic and everything but that's kind of how I got started playing out loud was he invited me to go play over there with him and we started doing it every Saturday they've slowed us down from doing it now because of things getting a little less clear with COVID and everything but um that's how I got started with that um we play a variety of music he's older I think he's getting ready to be 70 in okay. his 70s, maybe. I may be aging him, so if he somehow Uh-oh. hears this, uh, <laughs> you don't he's look like uh, five, right? A, don't look a day over 50. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's he just got me out of my shell a little bit doing that because I've, I've been playing guitar for about three, four years now, and um, I've been writing music for about the same amount of time as well, and then I've been singing since I was like five or six years old.
0: Okay.
1: So, yeah. Um, but I just I hit the ground running with that. Uh got a couple songs recorded through him. And uh, so that that's something that I'm really, really deep in right now and just trying to just trying to keep keep rolling. Sure.
0: So is there a place that, that people listening can find your, your songs at or you got a page or what's the best way to, yeah, to find those?
1: Absolutely. So I actually have pretty much all social media platforms are set up. Like I got a YouTube channel, Facebook, um, if you go on my Instagram, my YouTube channel is linked on my Instagram. Okay. I actually am set up on TikTok too. Okay. I uh, got a TikTok page. It's just Cam Brown Music, is what it's under. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Cam
1: means. Brown Music, Cam all together. All together there, yeah. Okay. At Cam Brown Music. Okay. That's there where it's go. at, yeah. All right. Very uh, cool. Got a little bit. I got some golf content on the TikTok page okay. too. Okay. There bit. you go. <laughs>
0: nice. Right. Good deal. All right. Well, check out Cam's stuff there for sure. That's awesome to, to hear about. Um, so, last of the deep three. So, we've talked sports, we've talked uh, culture. So, uh, last is faith. So, what's something that God is teaching you right now?
1: Yeah. So, um, I definitely feel like at this point in my life, in my walk uh, with Christ, I'm definitely being uh, taught some patience right now, especially with the new child. Yeah. I've got to have a lot of that patience. For stuff. sure. Yeah, for sure. So, um, that and just uh, I feel like constantly uh, there's times where I feel like maybe looking at people that I graduated with or people around my age, seeing where they're at in their lives. I feel like, especially in this small-town environment, mm. it's really easy to look at where people are at and feel like you're behind. Mm. But in all reality, like you know, it, when I feel like I'm behind like that, I'll, I'll pray about it. and Because it does burden me sometimes, but when I pray about it, it's like God gives me signs, you know, just be patient. Like, this is exactly where I intend for you to be right now. Mm. So it's like, it's, it, that's just a very, very peaceful feeling. Yeah, so, but he God's really just just teaching me to be
0: patient right now and just walk my own path here. That that is good stuff. It's So easy. I mean, you know, we just talk about social media, how that's effective for you and getting your music out and stuff like that. But it's it can be such an easy comparison game uh, and when we scroll and we see what people have or what they're doing, and uh, man, that's tough. So yeah, definitely patience is huge, definitely from being a parent as well. And um, like you say, God's timing. Uh, you know, is is the best timing, and just yeah. putting that trust in him. So that 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 is awesome. I think that's that's a very common thread for people I have on here talking is, is patience and we can never have uh, too much of it. Absolutely. Sure. No, you're 100%
1: right. Yeah, patience is a virtue.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, so we'll move in to talking about something we uh, are both pretty passionate about kind of uh, at some point, I think, pass the torch on to you as far as uh, commission of church basketball that's right so you are, are the man with that right now doing a great job organizing that the last little bit Uh I mean I guess pre-pandemic sure. all right so trying to get back into that so uh, fill us in fill the listeners in on what we got going on I think you got things rolling and before long we'll be in the in the season right yeah so uh you kind of
1: you kind of hinted there at what I was going to say when we got started here. I was going to give you some credit there for passing the torch down to me because uh, you did. You had it rolling to begin with, and uh, I was more than happy to take over. It, it was definitely a lot more than I realized I was taking yeah. on at the time. For sure. For sure. <laughs> but um, it, it's been great. It's been a blessing. Um, and I, I, I'm honestly just ecstatic to put it together. And I, I missed it with the pandemic and everything. Yeah. I absolutely did. Uh, but so, uh, so far – I've got us. Um, I've got the two gyms lined up. I've, I've been in contact with some uh, with Steve Gardner over at Forbush Middle School. Got us. Got Forbush Middle School is one of our gyms. Forbush High School is the second one. Talked to the um, athletic director there, Will, and got us set up. So that's a big plus for me. As I mentioned to you earlier. Uh, now, if we have a problem at one gym, I'm not running across the county, yeah, or for in, sure. Or whatever, trying you to stay. Just got to go up the hill or down the hill, right? Right. I give <laughs> you some exercise, jog up the hill. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going on? Right. So um, that's definitely a, a big blessing there, and it's going to be a big advantage this year. Um, I mean, other than that, I've, I've pretty much got the season dates laid out. I'm looking to start around the beginning of or beginning of December, rather, and in the begin towards the first week of March. So it, it should be good. Um, I've had you know the normal contacts, the normal churches from the area that that get in it and play with this, uh, including Collide. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you for that one as well. That's close. right. That's right.
0: There you go. But what, um, what what uh? Let's say there's somebody out there listening. They're like, I didn't realize this. This is going on. Yeah. Like, what's the best way for a church to to get in on
1: this? All you have to do is reach out to me. I'm I'm not limited in this. It, we call it Yakin County Church Basketball, quote yeah, unquote. Sure. But uh. I think most of that's mainly because it's played in the county. Right. And um I I'm more than happy to uh expand it outside of the county, which I have brought in a few other churches from outside. Um, but just reach out to me. Uh my social media is as I mentioned earlier, yep. feel free to send me a message on there, uh and reach out to me on there. I'll give you my contact information, phone number, email, whatever. Just just reach out to me and we'll make it happen. Right. So
0: what's what's the cost that uh, is associated with, with it. I think we do a good job of keeping it About as minimal as possible, really. Yeah, so I, I try,
1: and uh, a lot of that is, uh, a lot of the cost for the league is just the, uh, the liability insurance is a big cost right. for the league. And that's something that's, you know, just required, as you know, for Yakin yeah, County Schools using them. We yeah. gotta have the liability insurance. Uh, so getting that together has been uh, pretty easy. Matt Reinhart trick insurance. My man, that's right. He's taking care of me. Hey Matt, it's been a while since I've seen you. I love yeah, the man. Yeah, shout out to him for that because he definitely takes care of me. I've already been in contact with him, so I mean, roughly we try to keep it around 100 bucks a team for like preliminary entry. That's right. going to be what I have to have before the season starts to pay mm-hmm. the entry fee, and then obviously just the reps week by week, and um, that cost is still the same, around 25 dollars per team right. per game. So. That it's it is I do try to do a good job of keeping the costs as minimal as possible. Yeah, and that, that's the, a lot of that I don't take up any kind of uh, any kind of commission for right. running the league. It, sure. It's just I I don't feel like it would be right. It's just kind of my way. I feel of giving back to the community and right.
0: getting people in the same room together that sure. maybe ordinarily wouldn't even speak to one yeah. another. No, I think it's great, and I appreciate you doing it. Pretty much, and, you know, it's really at cost. I mean, like you said, nobody's putting money in their – Pocket just covering that insurance fee and um, paying for the referees, and I think in terms of a league, you're not going to find a cheaper way to go about it. There's no way. So no, um,
1: when you get into the more expensive, way you get into playing for money. That's not what I'm trying to make right this now. It's just what
0: we're doing. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, trying yeah. to have a good time with it for sure. Um, and I will say, I'll echo the shout out to to uh, Coach Gardner and to Will Bell as well. Just I I love that's one of the things I love about this community just the willingness of people and uh, especially the school system with allowing us to to be in there uh, kind of trusting us with their facilities for uh, for part of the week and it makes things a lot easier uh, for sure for yeah sure.
1: absolutely and it's like you said um, their willingness to just do, let us do it it's like Coach Gardner has let us use the middle school for the past couple of seasons so that was a pretty easy in there right um. But I do appreciate him letting us use that. But he gave me Will's information. And it's like I contacted him and told him, you know, just, hey, told him a little bit about what I did uh, with the league and told him just give me a call. He gave me a call. And, I mean, he didn't even hesitate when I told him what it was about. He said, absolutely, I don't see any problem with it. Just, you know, send me over a text or let me know the dates. Uh, Send me the insurance information. Uh, Drop by either my office or Coach Gardner's. Get a facilities use form filled out for me. And he said, and you're good to go. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's just really really awesome. I do appreciate those guys for yeah. sure.
0: Shout out to Will Bell. He's doing a great job stepping in for uh, Coach Pruitt, who has retired. That's crazy to think that he's retired now. But uh, speaking of golf, he's yeah. doing a lot of that. A lot of golfing <laughs> for Pruitt. I saw him, and he's like, you know, three or four days in retirement. It's like so far so good. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's doing well. Um, can you think of any specific? Uh, Memories from church, ball? Anything things that stick out uh, to you over the years of, of being running the league or, or just playing? So, I mean, I've got several,
1: obviously, the uh, past from the past few years. Uh, some Mostly good, a few bad here. Yeah, right, but right. um, I think the, the best one I've got is it was so crazy. The year that uh, I took over this, it was the, towards the end of 2018, I believe, was when I took it over. Um, but the first game of the first day, of that season we had i don't even remember who the two churches were that were playing and i think it actually may have been uh like enan and four friends maybe or something like that it was a tie ball game and that, that game came all the way down to the wire and this is my first game as commissioner you know this is my first time seeing everything that i had the the outside work that i put and actually come together and right. something, something physical so um singin <laughs> southern shout shout out to singin yeah for this memory he, um, he hit a floater at the buzzer of that game. And, I mean, we had a decent amount of people in the stands for that game. Right. Um, and I'm, that's something else that I'm very fortunate for is the congregations from the churches that actually come out and support their sure. church just to watch, even some of the smallest, watch them play basketball. Right. It just makes the environment that much better for the people playing and watching. Right. And for me running it. Sure. But that game, and it was just crazy because, you know, everybody obviously like dog-piled him in the corner. <laughs> and then he had everybody like going nuts. That's the loudest I think I've ever heard Courtney Elementary School gym in my life. Okay. It was, that That was, that's absolutely my favorite memory. It was incredible. Very that cool. That was incredible that That just made it really surreal for me having just seeing everything come together it's like I can't believe
0: like this, yeah, is, yeah together happening. In, a, in a beautiful moment, and it's like it doesn't matter the the scale I mean we've talked about national championship games and we talk about you know just uh you know we love Yakin County, but <laughs> it's a little small rural town and Absolutely. a little church league, but hey, people get excited about that and love the uh just that feeling of of winning and and having that inside exciting moment for. For sure, and uh, that kind of leads me to the one thing I want to mention and talk to you, Doug, just how sports like brings people together. I, I, I kind of put it in our, in our agenda here, the community aspect of sports. So, I mean, how have you seen that play out, be it church league, be it other sports too? Like, have you, have you seen that happen in your life?
1: Yeah, so um, I'll speak on the church league side of it first, since that's what I'm most involved with. Um the church league, man, in the community, it's like I mentioned earlier, you just see like all kinds of people come in. People who ordinarily, like I said, may not even speak, they come together, you know, play a game together, get together and talk at first. It just gets people communicating with one another. It's really good fellowship, sure. And then I was talking to um Jesse Hoots, yeah, and Jesse made the comment about um, like a lot of the people who they have come in and play with the Peace Haven team don't even go to the church. But it's just people that they know that they're friends with, like the guests they bring in. Right. And some of them, it ends up getting them, you know, to follow Christ. Some of them don't even know Christ. And that it's just my biggest thing for that in the community with the church law is that it does bring people together and it does spread the gospel. Yeah. So that's a big community impact that I feel like that's that's my rhyme or reason for doing what I do with it is just to see what can come out of it off the court.
0: Right, yeah, I mean, uh, the thing that stuck with me so much to this podcast was, uh, I'll probably keep mentioning it over and over again, so if you've listened to all these episodes, you'll keep hearing it, but just talking, I remember talking to Michael Scott about uh, kind of playing basketball, growing up with that really special group of uh, players they had come through Yakinville, uh, but just how, uh, you know, people kind of asked him, you know, why did Michael, you know, why didn't he play ball in college and whatnot? He's like, I love basketball. Uh, he said, "Don't get me wrong, but I, what I really loved was just hanging out with my friends, and it just happened that we did it while we were playing basketball. I right. was like, I knew that if I played in college, it wouldn't be with them. So just like that bond that they had, uh, that was so strong and it was so through throughout their life. But it just happened to me they like basketball. It could have been that like, they like golf or whatever the band right. or you, whatever it may be. Like it's just that community yeah. that you fall into, and that's that's another." Uh,
1: Positive thing, I would say, about the small-town community that we are in is you develop
0: that bond through something as small as, like, a pickup game at the Y, sure. Most definitely, for sure. I I was playing today. A couple of guys I've gotten to know a little bit better through playing there. Just uh, love it. Wouldn't trade it for anything. And, hey, people out there listening, come play ball at the Y. We need more people. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, like 1130 to 1. And I've heard Wednesday at 630. I haven't got there for that one yet. I gotta get in for that, and yeah. I haven't, I haven't played. I've been slacking. Yeah, come on, Cam. Got to get you back out there, I'm telling grand those threes. Okay, so yeah, uh, and reach out to Cam if your church is interested in playing. We would love to have have you to be uh, be a part of this as well. If you're out there listening, you're like, man, I want to play, but uh, my church does not have a team or. I'm not in a church right now, but love to play. Like, let us know, we'll get you hooked up for sure. As well,
1: absolutely. And um, just the, real quick, just to speak on that, if you don't have a church and you do want to play, if like your church doesn't have enough, like Jamie said, reach out. We'll make something happen. It's all about building this community. All about building the relationship here. So definitely be able to work something out there
0: for sure. We need some free agents, right? Absolutely, some free That's agents right. Simons yeah. in the league for sure. Uh, all right, so. Uh, we'll turn our attention now to something that uh, I know you talked about uh, working in uh, with clubs and whatnot for golf. Uh, you're a great golf player, uh, so I have some golf trivia questions for you. <laughs> oh, See boy. how you do here. Uh, so three questions. Um, so start off here. Uh, I'll go true/false from the first one. Give you a fifty percent chance. This is interesting. So, so I can at least guess
1: and have a chance. You got? Yeah,
0: yeah. You got a fifty percent chance right here. So, uh, true or false, the word golf is an acronym for gentlemen only, ladies forbidden.
1: I honestly don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to go with false. I don't know if that's true or false, I'm going to go with false.
0: Yeah, it is false, and I never <laughs> heard that until I was looking at questions earlier, I was like, Surely not. Like, that just don't sound right. Well, then, that definitely wouldn't fly today. No. And that's it should why, never fly.
1: That's why I said I'm going to go with false because that just did not sound yeah. uh, sound like that would be the yeah.
0: case. No, actually, uh, so golf, uh, the name comes from the Dutch word, I think it's Kolf or Kolf, like K-O-L-F, uh, which means club. Oh, Okay, so sense. a Dutch gotcha. word for a club. And also I would say... um, there is a definite uh, advantage. Uh, well, you know, I'm on the bunny hop tour, right? As you said, that's when I play. If you have got a female who can play golf, 100%. it's a great advantage, right? Because they get to the tee off from, from further up. So, uh, ladies out there, you want to to get into golf, go for it. And if you're good, man, get in there on those uh, bunny hop uh, tournaments. And there's a ton you know? of, uh,
1: for uh, any younger ladies wanting to play golf, um Starting young or even like through high school, tons of scholarship opportunities yeah. for college yeah. if, if you get into playing it. There's so many scholarships that don't that go unclaimed because there's just mm-hmm. not enough female athletes to fill it.
0: There you go. So golf, sport for people of all ages. My dad's uh, just turned 70. He just picked up golf here recently. Him and his buddies have been starting to play. So uh, we'll see. Maybe he'll be as good as uh, Dave Hudgens one day. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> David Hudge, shout out to him, legend uh, in the local golf spheres as well. So, all right, one for one on your golf trivia uh, so far. Second question: uh, Who was the first golfer to reach one million dollars in career earnings on the PGA Tour? Wow. Ooh,
1: this one's this one's tough. Yeah, he came out firing with, hey, with some <laughs> trivia here.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh. I'm not sure. I, I don't even know if I have a guess. I'm trying to think, like, retrospectively, like, if it was further back in time, the harder it's going to be to reach that million-dollar right, number because right. the purses are going to be smaller. The, right. The dollar is not quite as yeah. strong. Whew. I'm going to go—I don't, I don't even know. I'm going to guess, like, Jack Nicholas. For someone
0: older like that, I honestly don't know the answer to this. Okay, think back. That's close. Maybe a got a little bit older than him, who was uh, maybe a rival of his. But what was it, Arnie? Arnold Palmer. Okay. Yeah, one, got the first one to those, get to a million. Those were the two I was between. Yeah, the Arnie. I knew it yeah. had to be in that era. All right, I, now he got to a million. Who's the guy now that just won this past, the last tournament? One last two, I think. Oh, Patrick Cantley. Yeah, um, fifteen million dollar purse for just winning the FedEx Cup. Yeah, I think I saw that this year for this year twenty two million.
1: That's what he won for four thousand
0: dollars a shot. Yeah,
1: it was like forty four hundred and ninety dollars <laughs> per shot that you get per shot per shot per swing of the club. He hits one ball, forty five hundred dollars.
0: That's wild. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to him, man, uh, hanging in there and beating uh, Shambo in the playoff and then winning again the next week, beating yeah. knocking out Ron. The,
1: John, knocking on John Ron, one of the – been floating around number one in the world for quite some
0: time there. So. Yeah. I mean, be honest, I don't follow golf a little bit. I not heard of this guy till last week. They call <laughs> I'm him, like, he's taking over. They call him Patty Ice. Patty Ice. Okay, because I like that. Of,
1: because of the way he – the, that clutch gene that he's got, okay. which if uh, if you caught that playoff with Bryson DeChambeau, then you saw what that clutch gene is about. I think yeah. he, he made like eight or nine putts that were like must have down the stretch. It's, right. dude's absolutely incredible, unconscious on the greens. Yeah, so he won
0: fifteen million. Fifteen million dollars. That weekend
1: for winning the
0: FedEx Cup, which is like a year-long race. Okay. So he finished so that there. wasn't the one tournament. That no. Was, uh,
1: I'm not sure what he got just for winning the Tour Championship. Yeah. But um, I, I'm sure it was north of a million dollars. Right. Easily. So, so what uh, Arnie made, <laughs> working up to, he made yeah. in probably a half a tournament maybe? Just a few shots. Yeah, just a few shots. <laughs> like
0: Yeah. Crazy. So All right. So uh, one for two. See if we can get over 50% here. Um all right, uh, according to USGA rules, how many clubs can you carry in your bag? Fourteen. There you go. That that was a no-brainer no for you. Uh, so what What are the – can you think of – do you know the 14 you typically have in your bag? Yeah, so
1: I vary it depending on the course. Right. Um, if we're talking like just me playing individuals, obviously with the bunny house, it's a little different. Right. But um, depending on what course I'm playing at, I normally would go – uh, we'll start from the top and go down. Okay. Got to have the driver in there. Sure. So I go driver, three wood, two iron. and yeah, I'll, two iron? Yeah, I carry okay. a two iron. Driver and iron, I actually built myself. Okay. a completely custom build. Um, and I'll carry the two iron and then three through pitch and wedge. So two iron, three pitch and wedge and irons. And then I go 52 58. So gap wedge and a weak lob wedge. Or I mean, a, a strong lob wedge, weak sandwich, whatever you bro. So it's gap wedge, lob wedge, gap wedge sandwich. Just the, just the two wedges at the bottom of the bag and then obviously a putter. So that, that's how my 14 clubs breaks down. And then depending okay. on the course, like if I know I'm going to a course, like that's my typical bag for like silo run since that's my home course. Right. Um But if I'm going somewhere where I know that two iron is not going to be utilized, like a silo, I can use it a lot. I, I mean, I could literally probably put the driver up and use that two iron and probably still get around silo about okay. the same being shorter. But Right. Um, I'll take the two iron out and put in a, another lob wedge, like go to like a 62 or something like that. If I'm going somewhere, especially where I know it's a nicer course where the rough is mowing a little bit uh, higher, something a little bit stickier, you know, just something with a little more degree of loft,
0: you'll pop the ball up a little better. It's just, like I said, it's very variant on the course. Okay. So you're pretty set on most of them. Just a couple of them may switch depending yeah. on interchangeable where you're at. And like you said, maybe you're playing a tournament with other people. Maybe you need a different,
1: yeah. different
0: club. So um, two learn interesting choice. I hadn't heard of that one, that club in a, in a while. I feel like it's kind of with with uh, the big hitting and the. Uh, even the hybrids into play like that, you don't okay. hear about people hitting a two iron very yeah. often. And it's crazy because I've dipped in, I've tried a ton of
1: different hybrids, and I just I know, that's a super super popular club right now, right? Because it's so much more forgiving than a, I mean, a two iron would be,
0: right? You can't hit it. Okay. I don't know what
1: it is. It's just I don't know if it's a mental thing or, a, I don't know what it is. I I just can't hit a hybrid. I haven't found any that
0: I like. Size so rock with the two iron. Hey man, if it works for you, don't you know? If pay, it broke, don't fix that's, it. That's, that, that's right. That's exactly right. Well. Um, what let's talk a little bit more golf. So I know you play Silo a lot, and I haven't played it in a while until we played the tournament there. It's looking really, really nice right now for yeah. sure. Uh,
1: shout out to Daniel Hensley. Yeah, for that one, uh, he's the uh, he's the head of golf operations out there. He took over in 2019, and he's done an absolute fantastic job.
0: Yeah, course looks great. Um, okay, let's just stick there for a second. Your Uh what's your favorite hole?
1: Ooh. That's a good question there. Um, Probably number two. I don't know. It's just it's gettable, and I've I've got a little different reason as well. Um, So actually, I don't have a hole in one. I don't have a hole in one in my name. I know we were talking about Dave Hutchins. He said he had like what twenty of them or something like that. So David David's got a ton of hole
0: in ones. I did see that recently that uh, Jim Logan, former coach at Forbes, had twelve. Twelve hole in ones, and um, actually great. speaking of
1: solo, we have had um, we had twelve hole in ones in three months. Wow! Through association play out there, yeah, we're between like the bunny hops on like Monday and Thursday nights out there. Um, which uh, there's something anybody wanting to play Monday and Thursday nights solo run. Call in by five o'clock, getting the bunny hop. Monday okay. it starts at five, so. Call in before then, but uh, Thursday nights, I think it starts at 5.30. So call by 5 o'clock, get out there, play. It's a lot of fun. Uh, But um, So yeah, 12 and 3 months, and we actually had one guy who's had 3 in the past. Like, he had 3 in 2 weeks. He had 2 in the same round. Hole 1 on 5, hole 1 on 14. In the same round, it was absolutely insane. But that's crazy. Never had a hole in 1, but number 2, I have an albatross. Okay. Which, for those of you out there listening who don't play golf, it's uh, albatross is the... Technical term, double eagle is another one. It means basically the second shot on a par five went, yeah. In. Three shots under par. Yeah, it's three shots under par yeah. for uh, that one hole. So okay. that was on number two. Yeah. Driver six iron.
0: Okay. Nice. That's, that's so for these, for guys such as yourself, long hitters, that's a very reachable
1: and, uh, par five for yeah, sure. It is. And
0: that was, um, that was just, Honestly,
1: a miss hit drive, <laughs> just to be honest okay. with you. Okay. And normally less than that, but that is a very reachable par five. But that's still a good memory for me. Uh, a lot of the debate in golf, the heavy debate is whether you would rather have a hole in one or an albatross.
0: Huh.
1: I wouldn't trade my albatross for a hole in one. Okay. I, I Interesting. Think they say the albatross is harder to achieve because it's a longer shot.
0: I, I could see that. It makes sense, but I, I don't know. I think I'd be a hole in one, just because you hit a hole in one. I, I don't know. Because yeah, right.
1: everybody knows what it is compared to saying right. like, I have an albatross. Oh, what is that? Was that a big bird? bird? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Like, like, <laughs> some people are like, oh, that doesn't even sound good. Is that a bad thing? I don't even know. Okay, so you like number two. Uh, yeah, it's that, a good one. That's your favorite hole. What are some other courses maybe uh, in the area, let's say, you know, 30, 45 minutes away that are, that, are, yeah. that are good ones? So Oak Valley is by far my favorite course in
1: the area, and it's actually Arnold Palmer Designed. Okay. And uh, so Arnie designed that course. Simply because Jack Nicholas had just opened Salem Glen, down okay. the Problem. So Arnie literally just founded Oak Valley just to compete with Salem Glen for Jack, <laughs> just to like one up him. Okay. And Oak Valley is by far my favorite course, um, and it's down in Advance, but it, it's a super super nice course, and it's actually one of the courses in the rotation they use for the Monday qualifier for the Windham Championship okay in Greensboro. Yeah, they use it in the rotation. Bermuda Run West is the other one they use. I believe it's West. Uh, the West course they use out there, but Bermuda runs another good one. Uh, it is a private club so you got to know a member to get out there right. But super nice course. Salem Glen I mentioned is really good. Um, both the Tanglewood courses are incredible. Uh, if you if you want to really branch out, push that 45 minute stretch, uh-huh. get out to Grandover Resort.
0: Okay. Out there they have two
1: courses out there. both of them are normally in like tip top shape. really really good courses. Where is that at? It's in Greensboro.
0: Greensboro. Okay. Yeah.
1: It, it's out in Greensboro. It's towards the uh, the PTI airport. Okay. so well, you PTI actually, is not that far. Yeah, you it's not about it, getting yeah, too it, far it's, away. It's not. Like I said, it might be pushing it's, closer to that 45-minute range. Sure. But um, you it, it's cool playing out there because you see the airplanes coming in and out. like You see them flying in low. Okay. Kind of get distracted while playing out there. But <laughs> it's good. And uh, I know that they do some college matches out there, too. Okay. for the area last time I was actually out there playing they had a college match on the east course we were playing the west course so but great course there's there's just a there's a ton of good courses but um as far as like affordable and my favorite in there, mm-hmm. because when you get out at Grand Ole, you're getting upwards of, like 60 to 70 dollars a person for a round and more than that on the weekends right so um, but Puddin Ridge yeah down in Moxville man I'm telling you that is one of my favorite little courses in the oh, area yeah. it's right. it's a pretty open little track um, greens are always really good i, I love that course and, and it's pretty affordable to play out there so
0: fun fact my great uncle was part of the uh design of the start of right. that course uh he helped build it uh, right? yeah, helped, yep. helped build that course so they awesome. since sold out uh, the family we've sold out but that yeah, yeah that's a cool little, little uh course down there and easy to miss you know what it right is by it. absolutely <laughs> i've driven right by it telling me i was supposed to go to it before yep so. Yeah, Pudding Ridge down in down in uh, Davie County. That's a cool spot for yeah. sure. Uh, so okay, got some good courses we can we can hit up right there. So we'll we'll uh, transition here to our our last topic we want to talk about, and that's uh, that's fatherhood, right? I told you I wanted you to bring all your wisdom uh, yeah. about about being a dad. So uh, maybe just talk a little bit about how uh, being dad has 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 changed uh, changed your life a little bit. I know, I mean. It's the one thing I think that totally changes things for you. Um, uh, somebody once told me, Jake Hoots, was on a podcast last week, uh, he said, you know, um, going to college, they say going to college change your life, it will. They say getting married change your life, it will. Uh, but there's nothing like having a child to really to change your life and kind of make you step back and kind of re uh just look at your priorities, kind of refocus things. So how, how has that done that for you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's 100% the truth. And then I don't know how much wisdom I'll bring to you, but maybe you can <laughs> give me some pointers. Okay. All, since you have uh, two kids and i only yeah. have the one right now. Let's say my grandpa always told me growing up was because uh, he's got two kids. He said, having one kid will change your life. Having two will change your lifestyle. <laughs> okay yeah that's fair yeah so uh but yeah all jokes aside um an incredible thing it um to uh, go to what you said about uh it changing your priorities or making you look at your priorities a little deeper it really really like the minute that uh my daughter was born it, it really just changed the whole my whole outlook on life it was like i found such a deeper meaning for my existence hmm. it, it, it's like if there was any a doubt what i was put on this earth for like being her dad it definitely was they just made me realize like i may question sometimes what i'm on earth for but being her dad is by far what it, what i'm here for hmm. it is to be her to be her dad and to, to give her the best life possible and it um it's it, it, she's been a blessing my daughter uh magnolia it's great name. And, uh, thank you. Love,
0: love the name.
1: So, uh oh, hint back to golf not to uh, Augusta. Okay. Yeah. Little Magnolia Lane. Okay. So um, love it. yeah. The story behind that is um, the Masters was moved in November. Right, right. Last year. Yes. For the one and only time it's ever been moved. That's right. That's when my daughter was due. The one year the Masters is moved to November, I'm going to have a child that year around that time. So I was like, gotta have some kind of nod to the Masters. That's my favorite sure. that's my favorite tournament. Of the year as a master, so that's where her name comes from, uh, Magnolia K Brown, and K was my uh, my mom's middle name, which she passed in two thousand seventeen. But um, so that was my tribute to her. But um, fatherhood has taught me so much already. And speaking of God teaching me patience, it's definitely taught me a lot of patience. Yeah. Um, a lot of sleepless nights. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know a little bit about. For sure. Um, some uh, streaming and crying for no reason. Like, yeah. Trying to figure out what's wrong—it's um, as much of a, a headache and stressful as it is a sign. Like I said, it's it's an absolute blessing and um, throws you up quick.
0: Yeah, it, it does. Your kids will have you, uh, for me. Um, my kids are awesome. I, I mean, but they'll have you. They can have you. Yeah, uh, you know, just upset with them and crying, and want to cry one minute, and then just laughing and wanting to just hug them and love on them the next. It's amazing how they can they can do that. Uh, but yeah, definitely <laughs> losing sleep and uh, priority changing. But man, like, just wouldn't wouldn't trade it at all, uh, one bit. Like, I love what you said. Um, you know, kind of when you're seeking out, okay, God, what am I here for? What am I supposed to do? Like, even if you know, and there will be things, of course, God will will put in your path. But there's nothing more important than being being a dad. Absolutely. Yeah. So that that's that's beautiful yeah for sure and um
1: we've been we've been really fortunate um the sleepless nights have, have been me worrying about the baby not the baby waking up oh really ever since we yeah. brought her home from the hospital for the first two months i think she woke up one time during the night had a bottle and straight back to sleep hey. and then yeah. so you do have some, some secrets to i do have some secrets <laughs> yeah. she has slept through the night since like two months old on she wow. sleeps through the night now completely put we put her down about we just got her on that schedule that's what our our pediatrician has preached right. to us and our doctor preached to us was like, you know, get her on a schedule as fast as you can. The faster mm-hmm. you can get her on the schedule, the better her sleep schedule schedule will be, the, the more the happier she'll be. Right. So it, it was just we, we just made that a point quick and we put her to bed. She's asleep by about nine, nine thirty. Sleeps normally till seven or seven thirty in the morning. Hey. We're absolutely
0: blessed. I'm telling you, we, I I don't know what we do, but we just have the, we got the best baby. I'm coming. I mean, that, that schedule, uh, schedule is so important. It just makes me think about, it, it helps you to know, like, if they're crying, it comes to, you to figure out more than likely you can figure out what, what it is based on what time it is. Yeah. Uh, and just the importance of routine, uh, in life, and especially for your kids, you know, uh, I know we can think, I, I know I've heard my kids say, man, I'm bored, or like, uh, why am I doing this? But like, being in a routine is is so massive for a family for individuals. You know, like you know, for like today, I got back to the wild early this morning, like first time in forever, right? I'm just right. like, I feel so much better. I'm like, why can't I just keep doing this, right? But just routine is is massive, and even for and especially for a newborn, which you may not think about that how important it is for them to be even on routine. So, and uh, it, it's something like to to add
1: to what you're saying there. It's something that will, can potentially stick with them their entire lives. Sure. It's something that you started out on that routine that early. It'll encourage them, like, if you keep that routine going through them getting to the three-, four-, and five-year-old age when they start getting um, to where they start picking up on stuff that you do, oh, If yeah. they see you keeping that routine established, and they're keeping that routine established, right. it can stick with them through most of their lives and sure. potentially lead to their success. So that's something that's weighed heavily on me and just... Um, if there was anything in my life that I felt like I needed to
0: straighten up my act on or anything, yeah. as soon as I became a father, it became clear how to do those things. Mm. That's good. That's good. And I think you'll see as Manolia as grows, like, you'll see uh, yourself in her, which is awesome and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> like, you'll see your, your strengths and, and your quirks, but you'll also see your weaknesses and where you fall short. So, like... It's so it's so humbling as as they as they grow and they develop their personality like in some sense they're definitely their own person but you can also clearly see that <laughs> right you can see you can see the parents into in them as well so absolutely uh, yeah that's, and that's uh, a cool i thing. agree so, with you that's going to be absolutely terrifying, terrifying and uh thrilling all oh thing, man you like come that. into just a great spot when when you know she'll start walking before too long. We oh, are actually be, yeah, you're uh, ahead of the, the game in that, right? Yeah,
1: we've actually been like that's another thing. Like I said, we've had like the best baby. I could not ask for a better child honestly so yeah. far. Um, which terrifies yeah. me for, like the terrible she's just like you, right? <laughs> but, right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's wide open. There you go. But um she um, she's yeah she's been ahead of the growth curve, developmental stuff. Um, she's standing up on her own now we mm-hmm. just turned nine months old um yeah. september the first so like last week um but she went for a nine-month appointment you know check up and the doctor said she expected her to be running next time she came in because <laughs> yeah. while the doctor was like there you go. examining her she has pulled herself up on the mirror behind the bed wow and like standing there and when the doctor walked in she turned around and looked at her and then waved at her That's but awesome. it's like she yeah so she, she's doing great and uh, she's gonna be very very tall Okay. She's in the 87th percentile for height, right? now. Okay, so that's up there. Which uh, I'm, ha- I'm, I mean, I'm happy for. I guess. Yeah. Except, uh, go ahead and get a basketball in her hands and be like a tall guard. That's right. You know, or uh, maybe a golf club first. Talking about this golf scholarship. There you
0: go. <laughs> there you go. Maybe a little bit of both. Man, you can talk fatherhood all day. I yeah, could. it's so amazing. Absolutely. It's
1: it's it's kind of like sports. It's, Honestly, yes, yeah. it's, it's something that I, I've become really passionate about. And um, I knew I would be once once she was born. It was something that just, you never know how something like that's going to hit you because it is such a drastic change in your life. For sure. And um, having gone through some of those already and not necessarily a good drastic change that I've experienced in my life, um, having learned to, to cope with those, this one was kind of different with it being a good drastic change. Sure. So this one was kind of like, I, I really didn't know what to expect, but it's been everything and more that I could have asked for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you would
0: recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it. Fatherhood comes highly recommended from both of us. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I gave it the uh, the Cam Brown seal of approval.
0: <laughs> not easy, but it's worth it.
1: Absolutely not easy, but it's worth it. Absolutely,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, Cam, I would say thanks for coming on again. If you guys want to, you're interested in getting in uh, church ball, uh, let Cam uh, know. Uh, check out his music as well. You need some golf clubs uh, worked on? Hit him up. You want to go. Uh, Probably lose to him in a round of golf. Hit up, <laughs> Depends right? on the day, right? Anybody yeah. can lose on any given day. <laughs> you need a good uh, teammate for a bunny hop. Don't ask him because I want him on my team. So, Kim, uh, I appreciate it. Appreciate all you're doing with the league uh, and just appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining me.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Jamie. And uh, like you said, anybody uh, reach out to me, contact me through social media, or uh, if you have a way of getting a hold of Jamie, Jamie's got my number. I uh, give Jamie my full permission to – to get out my number and everything because yeah. I, I trust the people you'll give it to for the <laughs> most <right>. part.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right, thanks for joining uh, me again, Cam, and thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time here on The Deep Three.